let's let's talk about some Lego Star Wars. You've been playing a bunch of it recently, and uh, I have. I've been wanting to to do an episode on this as we're waiting for more content to come around for uh, Star Wars, uh, specifically on the gaming side. But we'll also be covering some stuff on the podcast for broader than than just gaming. But the the big focus is gaming. So we want to go back, back in time and talk about some of the best and sometimes the worst games in the Star Wars universe. Uh, one of my personal favorites and one of the things that got me deeper into the world of Star Wars were the Lego Star Wars games, starting mm-hmm. with the, the first one, played that uh, on uh, GameCube, and then the second one, and then the, the complete saga on the Wii. Um, what what really got you started with the Lego Star Wars games? Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. I don't, that's a good question. I think... Because I had um, the I think I had the so I had the original video game, and the well, so I think it was just called Lego Styles the video game, which is the prequels, and then either that same year or a year later they brought out the original trilogy, and then a year after that or something like that they brought out the complete saga, which was all of them combined. So I had um the video game and the original trilogy on the PS2, um, so I was just playing that loads like each of them all the time um like one i remember one night um me and my brother went to bed you know we were were young so we went to bed fairly early woke up at midnight went downstairs played um battlefront 2 like 2005 on the ps2 for like six hours and then for the last hour we played um the original video uh not the original one the original trilogy for an hour and then we went to school that day so from midnight to 7 a.m we were playing star wars games basically so um <laughs> you know so ever since i was really young i was just always into star wars and star wars gaming always you know played a massive part in my life and then the nintendo wii came out and we got that and we got um we got lego styles the complete saga on there which is really fun so it's just um you know, they they were just bought for us. I think we were already huge Lego fans, uh, huge Star Wars fans as well, and just always played that. And you know, my granddad had uh, had a PS2 for many many years, like all the way up until. I mean, he might still have it to be fair, but he had the, <laughs> the video. He had the video game, so just one, two, and three on there. So most of the time when we went to my grandparents, me and my brother would play on the PS2 and play uh, the video game. So. Yeah, just lots of playtime on it over the over the many years of existence. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the best parts around the Lego games. So they are such a tentpole experience for Star Wars fans. When EA got the license for Star Wars, I was so glad that it excluded things like the Lego Star Wars games. I'm glad yep. that the Lego Star Wars games are still able to be made. Um, doesn't necessarily mean they'll be released. <laughs> Star Wars: The Skywalker. Saga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. But um, they're they're such a huge tentpole in the Star Wars gaming world. Like they there was their beginning for so many people hopping into those games. One of my yeah. favorite things about the Lego Star Wars games, and I'm really glad that they're adding it to the Skywalker saga, is the the slapstick no dialogue in those earlier games. So you've been going through mm-hmm. and playing a lot on your channel 
uh, through the Lego uh-huh. Star Wars games. What has been your experience jumping back into, into those games uh, from a current day perspective? It's just a huge amount of nostalgia for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, in some of the more recent episodes, because me and my brother tended to play episode uh, two and three the most. Um, so it was just jumping onto these levels that we played so many times before. Um, just, you know, re- remembering certain moments that happened, whether that was in the dialogue or certain places um, in the level that I completely forgot about. Like, it's just stuff like that. It, it's awesome. And it really brings back a lot of um, childhood memories, which is which is really fun. So, yeah, it's, it's always really nice just to, to jump back into um, the complete saga. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how that compares to the Skywalk saga as well, because that's kind of the main reason I really wanted to play lego styles complete saga on the channel was because i wanted to put out content around lego star wars that seemed like the best thing to do and it'll be a really nice comparison um when the sky saga comes out if it ever comes out at this rate (laughs) yeah who needs to buy that game so it comes out come on come on studios (laughs) get it going yeah please warner brothers is having a hard time with video games right now (laughs) They really are. Although they like, they have confirmed that TT Games aren't part of, uh, are indeed part of the merger. Um, as um, because some people were saying that Warner Brothers games were going to sell TT Games and NetherRealm, but Warner Brothers have now have since denied that. So I can't help but think that um, this Warner Media Discovery merger is going to be playing some part in the reason why we haven't heard any news yet i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know it could it could be nothing but i can't help but just make an assumption based on that so yeah yeah something something's happening internally that is stopping it's not just the lego star wars games i think they only had one game that was announced to be releasing from the warner media games uh division and um the the Arkham games that they had planned have also been delayed. Uh, we don't know when they're going to be coming out. We don't know when the Skywalker saga is going to be coming out. Um, it's just, it's an odd time to be a fan of the Lego Star Wars or Warner Brothers games right now. Um, yeah. For and sure. I don't think many people realized that Warner Brothers had the license until pretty recently and they started hearing all these rumblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot, cause I mean, a lot of the time you just think, oh, t-, you know, just, you don't tend to think about Warner Brothers too much when it comes to TT games. You just think, um, you know, if you hear Lego Star Wars and Lego games, you just instantly think of TT games and Warner mm-hmm. Brothers is not a single thought in your mind. Um, and it's only when it like kind of appears in the loading screens that you remember um, that, um, or, you know, either you remember or you realize that actually Warner Brothers are part of that as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a sticky situation at the moment with that, but I'm kind of hoping that we'll hear something soon because, I mean, we're we're coming up to August now. I mean, it is August now, actually. It's the 1st of August today. So um, some point this month, we have opening night live, which is where last year we got the final trailer that we've seen for Lego Styles, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's been a very long time since then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... It's weird that we've come in a bit of a circle at the moment. So Yeah, put this in perspective. That game was originally in plan to come out in October of twenty twenty. Yeah, and here we are in late twenty in like mid twenty twenty one, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> oh so sad. 
One day, one day we will enjoy playing that game, but it is not this day. (laughs) Yeah. Not today. Not today. Um, but going, jumping back, what, what is it, what is your favorite of the Lego Star Wars games? Because I, I think, I think I have an idea, but officially, what, what's your favorite? I would just say Complete Saga, to be fair. Um, I mean, a lot of it is probably more of a nostalgia point than anything for me because I enjoy um, like the visuals and mm-hmm. gameplay of The Force Awakens, for example. I enjoy a lot more than Complete Saga. Um, it's, you know, it's just a lot more updated and, you know, it looks fancy, which is really, you know, which I do like. Um, and I do like the open world aspect that you can have and, you know, the finding carbonite bricks which finds classic characters and stuff like that i really enjoy that from the force awakens um the lego clone wars as well is awesome i love that Mm -hmm. but it only focuses on like season one and two i think a little bit um yeah and like it was a fun game like lightsaber combat took a you know had a pretty big update in that as far as i can remember like it Mm -hmm. it felt a lot better in that and i really liked the um I really liked those massive, like almost conquest-like battles that you could do in that game as well. But yeah, I, I definitely think that um, Complete Saga, in most aspects, is more enjoyable for me than any of the others. Really, mm-hmm. well, it just offers a pun intended complete package. Really, um, it <laughs> has both of the it has both of the the previous games content in there you can have a really complete experience there if you just want to play through the entire um saga 1 through 6 mm-hmm. yeah um the the visuals are updated from the originals um i think my favorite though is either i think it's i think it may be the first one i love the how like a game dedicated to those uh, to the the prequels just offer mm-hmm. some fun experiences. The the little middle world of Dexter's Diner. Just oh man. Oh, that was great. The I nostalgia. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it's so good. That was good. Yeah. The the original like um I keep going to say the original video game, but it's just the original trilogy. Um the original trilogy like was cool with um the cantina and mm-hmm. seeing jam and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I kinda wish the complete saga almost you know, had a bit of a mashup of the of both really, like Dex's yeah. Diner and the Cantina, but um yeah. Dex's Diner and walking around there was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um completing all the levels so you you could do the the mystery level as well was yeah, that was really cool. One of those cloners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh with the two with the mystery level as well, actually. Just reminding myself, like I I really struggled. Um, like me and my brother just full on never knew how to unlock it and mm-hmm. to do it. Um, you know, and we asked a friend, you know, a friend of ours um, at primary school, like we asked him like what actually happens in it because he told us that he'd done it. And then he, yeah, he was telling us like what happens in it and we were just like completely gobsmacked. I'm pretty sure he, he actually lied and it wasn't what he said it was. <laughs> I, if I remember you saying something about Darth Maul and, and something, I don't know, but. Or maybe he said something about um, A New Hope. But yeah, it was just, it was really cool to see that. And I guess it was probably a, a bit of a tease for the them making an original trilogy game as well, actually. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know how it worked back then, but 
it was Dude, still really cool. Back when those games came out, you had that. That's how it worked. Like you, you, there was the internet, obviously, but like growing up playing playing the Lego games, you didn't really have that experience. You you yeah. find out from a friend of a friend who found out in a magazine that he got. Um, yeah. And by the time you got the information, it was completely different from what it was actually supposed to be. So you're just scratching mm-hmm. your head, like, what What am I gonna do here? <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember. I think it was the complete saga. Um, a friend of ours brought over. He had written down. He went to a GameStop, opened up one of the magazines, and written down all the cheat codes for the complete saga, and Amazing. gave them to us. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What a recipe for disaster. Those, those good old times, man. Cheat codes. Yeah. God, <laughs> Unlock really all the characters. Anymore, yeah, it's weird. They were such a, a huge part of earlier game. Yeah. Upright, like down, down, down left. <laughs> Start, select, A, B, all the things, man. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. Like, I, I love the... Um, I've been playing through more recently... A couple months ago, I played through um, the second Lego Star Wars game where they focused on the original trilogy. It's just such a fun time. The amount of nostalgia and joy I get from that game is so strong. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I feel like um, I feel like what's great about these Lego games as well is it's not only, you know, going back and playing them now, is it nostalgia for, um, you know, just for those games, but also because it's you know focusing on these films that we've grown up knowing and loving like Mm -hmm. it's almost just really you know nostalgic for for our experiences watching the films and being able to play them and stuff like that as well which is something that i it's it's kind of something that i i feel like most games probably won't get the opportunity to do considering no other games like really focus on you know the films themselves they like might Mm -hmm. link to certain films but they don't obviously you know you don't play through any of the films in these games, so yeah, and I think like it's a it's, unique thing that they have. It is, and we no longer have like the Revenge of the Sith games type things. Like we don't have. Yeah, there was for a while, even like Harry Potter, the games that came out with Harry Potter to tie into the movies. Some of those were great, some of them mm-hmm. were crappy, but we got them, yeah. and it was such a fun experience mm-hmm. to play through the movies in a more yeah. like. Can, like you are in charge of the characters like i think that's one of the yeah. best things about the lego games is you can mm-hmm. you can play through these iconic moments and you get the the sense that you're completing you're further steeped into the the world and the characters um mm-hmm. with with the games uh also stay tuned to the youtube channel because i will be reacting to the lego star wars games and that'll be up on the channel on the trailers uh, but i was rea- i already filmed it but i i was reacting to them and I've, I'd forgotten the the marketing of those, but I remember vividly as I was watching through where I was at the time. And one of yeah. the things that was so fun was the character creator. Like they had much, say it made such a big deal in the marketing around the character creator. And oh, I remember creating yeah, such wonky characters. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. That was something I really enjoyed about um, the Clone Wars as well. Like, Mm. I, I just the environment that the character creator mix and match was actually in i just think was really cool so yeah that was that was awesome to to have and when it was a complete saga when you can have all six films in just the mix and match instead of just the original trilogy stuff like that was awesome yeah it's it's so good i had 
so I n- I'd never played the the third Lego Star Wars game when it came out. Um, it, f- it originally launched only on the the DS, and then it got expanded to other platforms. But it just took a while, and I was playing through it yeah. probably for the first time a couple years ago, just because like especially like when the Clone Wars first came out. I was really turned off by the animation style and didn't watch mm. it forever. And then yeah. uh, we watched it through a couple times with my dad. Uh, he loves the show. And yeah, we were able to watch through it in a more like, okay, yeah, it's been enough time to where I'm not surprised by the animation style. And then like it's you start to get used to it. Um, but going back and playing the, I think I, I, I played through it last year. Uh, during yeah. the pandemic and the lockdown on the Xbox. I had it on uh, backwards compatibility. And that game is really fun. I love the I love the detail in the episodes it covers. Like it does such a good job of weaving you through the show. Yeah, it does. It it was really cool and um something I did like about that um was that you know you you could choose the stories that you wanted to play. Like it wasn't like you have to complete this story arc and then mm-hmm. go and do this story arc. Like there were separate story arcs that you could go and choose because it was Grievous, Ventress, and Dooku, I believe. And they have their own like paths that you can choose to play missions from, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think it did really well and also took a um, a big step for LEGO games as well in those massive battles that you could do. Mm-hmm. Like That was unseen in LEGO games. And I think it's one of the things that makes... Um, that and just the overall hub world where you can go from one ship to the other, um, like the Venator to the Separatist Dreadnought, and then yeah. have that space environment. That's they're like the two main things that I think makes um Lego Clone Wars like unique to anything else really. Yeah, it still offers something very unique to this day, uh, in the the Star Wars universe. Like it's still yep. very unique and it like even the Force on uh the Force Awakens game didn't really capitalize on that to the extent that the the third game did which leads me to the force awakens game this was a weird one this is was it was a really strange one because it's kind of set the precedence that they're going to be more yeah as the the sequel trilogy came out but there never was one yeah it, it feels a bit like um lego was it was was it uh, lego hobbit where you only had like mm-hmm. the first two yeah yeah lego hobbit you had like the first two films right and then it, there was going to be and there was a dlc announced uh that was going to add the, the third movie but it never yeah. came out and now you can't really download it anymore yeah so i was just like when when lego hobbit came out and it was just the first two films i was just like what on earth it was the point like <laughs> why, 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 why are you doing this the third game yeah, just wait until the third game comes out, then do it. I mean, I guess it's probably like a strategy to try and make more money, but it clearly didn't pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I did find it weird that they uh, that they did um, a Lego game just for Force Awakens. Like, I was excited by it because it was a new Star Wars game, but it was very confusing as to why they did that. Really, um, yeah, it's almost like hey, Star Wars is coming back. Um, you know, and yeah, Styles is coming back. Let's try and capitalize on this as much as we can now. And then, because um, what it probably was is that they they did Lego Force Awakens and then took a bit of a break because they knew all these other films were coming out. And then they were like, right, let's just go and make a game with all nine films. Um, and yeah, that's obviously what they're doing now. So we'll see. I mean, 
you know, like I said before, one of the things I loved about Force Awakens was just the overall hub worlds and the fact that you could explore Jakku, Takudana, Starkiller Base, and Dakar. But I feel like, you know, it, it was a big difference to other Lego Star Wars games, but mm-hmm. it would have been, it was no different to just other Lego games in general, really. I mean, look at Lego Batman 2. You know, that came out so long ago and you could explore all of Gotham and that was... Lego Batman 2 is probably, well, I mean, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga is always going to be a favorite of mine, but Lego Batman 2 was was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, just the open world hub in that was just second to none, really. And, um, you know, Lego Batman 3 was a bit disappointing because it was just yeah. like the six different like realms that you could go, mm-hmm. like six different like uh, lantern planets that you could go to that had quite small hubs. But um, the, the Lego... Lego Force Awakens, in terms of its hub world, was almost a bit like... A, it was a bit of a mix between Lego Batman 2 and 3 in that it had um, multiple areas, but they were bigger than Batman 3, but a lot mm. more than Batman 2, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Lego games have been in a weird situation as they try to innovate. Um, I, personally, am not the biggest fan of the Force, Unle- or Force Awakens game. Um, mm. Didn't really play it when it came out. Um because I was like, that's such a weird thing. Played it a little bit later when it went on sale. Um, picked it up. Played through it. Visually, the game is gorgeous. Like, it does such a good job visually. But I think they yeah. try to cram too much into one game. Um, yeah. Which is weird because the g- game only covers one movie. But they, I think they tried to innovate too, in too many different directions and tried to... Yeah. They they had the the intro scene that was on Endor that was the original trilogy and then it went into the Force Awakens and I don't think the game or that movie had enough content to really justify the game if that makes yeah. sense because the previously Not, Star yeah, Wars yeah, games were three movies in one game and you played you play, played through those movies with a selection of of different levels per movie and this one it was mm-hmm. just like you're gonna go through the same thing. Um, you've got the hub worlds, which I haven't always been a fan of. I loved in, uh, the first Lego Marvel game, the open world for the city. And then, uh, I think one of the best open world in my, my opinion is the Lego Lord of the Rings game. Oh, that was so good. Right. It's such a good open world. It immerses you in the, the, the world of the Lord of the Rings. Like it does such a great job. Mm. And the Hobbit game did did pretty well with that uh hammering down kind of the experiences specifically in hobbiton but uh i i think and lego batman 2 obviously really really good iconic yeah like the lego batman games were such a great great experience and i i still go back through the first game like it still holds up and i think the thing i'd say one of the most consistent developers in gaming right now in terms of the quality they deliver the stories they deliver the comedy is traveler sales tt games they do such yeah, a fantastic smash, job with the like who would have thought with these games that they release like the quality and the consistency the lack of bugs uh, like ultimately they do such a good job with what they create yeah no i i completely agree i i can't um I can't think out of all of the Lego games I've played, I can't really fault any of them um, too much, really. 
Um, Lego, Lego Worlds was a bit disappointing, I thought. Yeah. Um, but the the idea behind it is like really solid, and I, I was really excited for it. But you know, I've played the three Lego Batman games, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, all the Star Wars ones, uh, Lego City Undercover, mm-hmm. um, the Harry Potter ones. Like all of them offer something really special, I think. Um, so yeah, like. As you say, they they have been very consistent, um, and yeah, I I can't fault them in many ways, really. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're just such a solid experience, and that's what I'm really hoping for. With as we get closer to an eventual maybe release for the Skywalker saga, is yeah. I'm really looking forward to that level of quality that they add to that they add to the gaming and to see the worlds and the experiences and one of the biggest Lego games that they've ever made come mm-hmm. to fruition with yeah. the complete, the, the Skywalker saga Lego game. Um, mm-hmm. I hope it opens the door for a bigger experience and it, it does deliver and we don't get into the cyberpunk experience where we're so hyped around this game uh, because of the scale and because of some of the delays and stuff that like, mm-hmm. Oh, this like with the amount of delays that they've had, they shouldn't like i expect there to be no bugs and i expect it to be even more polished than when it was originally because they've had another whole year to work on it so i just hope that yeah. they they use that time wisely um obviously our expectations need to be a little bit lower because it is uh they had to deal with the the pandemic in a different way and yep. they've had to work from home so there's obviously some of that that stress and delay in development time but we've we've seen movies and games come out past that that have done really good so Mm -hmm. yeah for sure when do you expect to see it like when when are you thinking i don't know i mean it it is a bit of a tough one i'd like to see it late this year honestly but i i'd probably honestly i would probably say like early to mid next year is my best guess um like following on from what you were just saying as well, like I had a bit of a mind blank there, but um, I just think, you know, with the amount of delays they've had, they just shouldn't honestly say anything until they're done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think, you know, they, they don't need to keep saying, oh yeah, we're going to release it this, you know, around this window. Yeah. If you set a time, you it. better release it. Cause like, I don't, if they say that they're, it's going to be released another time and they delay it again, I don't think people are going to really appreciate that. <laughs> no, they, they absolutely won't. Like I personally, I, you know, I, I don't mind like mm-hmm. if they need to delay it, that's fine. And if you keep, you know, if you give us release dates and you have to delay them, like, yes, it's frustrating, but I get it. Like, yeah. fine. But I understand. I do and just appreciate think- delays. Yeah, I do just think they need to stop saying anything like they have been the last almost year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they need to crack on, um, complete the game, and then once they've gone gold or they're basically very close to it, then say something, you know, chirp up and say something then. Um, I do think we could see a release later this year, but I'd absolutely expect the first half of next year at the at the latest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think first maybe first quarter, early summer of next year. I think we'll mm-hmm. see something. Uh, hopefully yeah. later this year we'll see or hear some news around it. 
Um, yep. Like we were, I, I I don't know if we were talking about this in this podcast or before. Uh, yeah, this this podcast, like the whole acquisition of of Warner Brothers Media, and that whole thing is definitely messing with the internal teams. That like, I would I would say honestly, if I was one of the the parts of that acquisition, I'd kind of be like, well, let's just wait and see before we sink any more effort into it because we don't know necessarily what direction the new overlords are going to be having for the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, yeah, I, they, they could be in the position where, you know, they just sell off. They sell off uh, Traveler Styles and, like, that could happen. I mean, a- it absolutely acquisitions. could, but I just, yeah. It absolutely could, but I just think it would be a huge mistake for them. It would be. It would be. Uh, Warner Brothers, as just a company, the movie side of thing is in a rough spot. Like, they've been they've been getting bounced around so frequently uh, last I'd say five to ten years. They've been going through many different changes. Uh, the the directors have been unhappy. Uh, f- fans have been unhappy with some of the decisions they've made with keeping certain actresses and actor letting other actors go. Um, yeah, I was talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, they should definitely make some changes there and stop defending some known some known people. Um, yeah, I agree. They they have some issues. Uh, obviously, they, a lot of other companies have some issues right now too <laughs> that we won't get into. Um, yeah, but they, I think there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainty and uncertainty in mm-hmm. uh, Warner Brothers and Traveler's Tales right now, which is it's a shame to see because yeah. they've got a game that was intending to be released. It's been delayed a couple times, so in theory. It should be pretty far along, and they're just waiting for the proper time. And what, what? Because the the longer that they wait, the more time they sink into it. Um, yeah. The more hype gets built up, the more expectations are put on the game. Um, the more expectations from a, a performance side of things also get put onto the game. Like yeah, the pressure just builds up. That's the thing. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure the way they were doing it was they were doing the first like because. You know, at the at the time of development, um, or like at a key stage, you know, they'd already worked on the first eight films, or all of you know the first eight films would have probably been very far along. Mm-hmm. But the Rise of Skywalker wasn't out yet, so they weren't, and they didn't get any early screenings or anything, as far as I'm aware, because they didn't want things to be leaked and stuff. Yeah. Um. So they worked on the first eight games, and then they were essentially finishing off. Um, the rest of it with the sky uh, with the rise of skywalker so i mean obviously that's not saying that all eight game uh, episodes would have been completed along with the rest of the game that's obviously not the case but yeah they the games at least feature ready the game. yeah they would have been a, you know they would have been very far along with a lot of the game already and a lot of the um you know just a lot of the episodes as well so yeah they you would think they'd be very, very far along now and that we should hear something soon. Um, but we'll see. I mean, literally, so tomorrow, it would have been four months ago that the game got delayed because it was April 2nd at 3 p.m. Um, I don't know if it was BS. <laughs> I like how you know that not, to the but... exact time. <laughs> oh, the only re- the only reason why I know that's the exact time was because I was with a friend. Um, I was... I was at the supermarket Tesco or just outside. We were having lunch. And um, so I was hanging out with him because I hadn't seen him in a while. 
and I released the trailer for my virtual or like the teaser trailer for my virtual production at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why I know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> literally four months ago tomorrow we got the delay. Um, so yeah, I'd honestly expect to hear something very soon, whether that's good news or not. But mm-hmm. we'll see. We will see. Yeah. And we were talking about this before recording. Uh, Star Wars Hunters should be hopefully getting some news soon, or at least mention it in an investors meeting. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's also one of those those games I could see getting delayed again. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think Hunters. Well, I don't. I don't want to say anything yet because I just want. I honestly just want to wait and see anything next week to see if there's any mention for it. Um, next thursday night um because well yeah i mean we just haven't heard anything they've clearly outlined their plans in pre you know in early may though was just their last investor report they said that they were still on track for early summer soft launch and um and 2021 global release so it's something's clearly changed over the last few months or it certainly feels like that um so we'll hear about that very soon and um yeah, it's just it's been a very difficult time for for Star Wars gamers, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. We're in the dark times right now again. <laughs> we really are. We 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 really are in the dark times. But um, yeah, once we get past this year, I do genuinely think it's gonna um pick up again. Or even mm-hmm. like early next year might be a bit rough as well. But um, I think with EA Play, yeah. we're gonna see Jedi Fallen Order two, and mm-hmm. I. That's the only thing I'm 100% sure that we're going to see is Jedi Fallen Order 2. I don't even want to get my hopes up that we'll see more than that. Obviously, we'd love Mm -hmm. to see more of it. um, But what there's been so much turmoil inside of EA. There's been a lot of changes. They've gotten a lot of... They've had an interesting time. They've had some acquisitions, um, Codemasters. There's there's a lot going on at EA. Um, There really is, yeah. They've got a huge effort towards Battlefield because that's such an important thing. Also, if you like Battlefield, check out the Battlefield show. Uh, We do every Friday. Good plug there. Um, There's there's some things happening inside of EA, and I don't expect Mm -hmm. we'll see a lot of Star Wars in that that push. I mean, they've said they doubled down, but I think that's marketing talk right now. I don't think they have doubled down. They're doing the same thing that they've been doing. Um, They want to release a Star Wars game in a set time frame if they don't release that set if there isn't one set up for that time frame they just nix the project and hopefully that changes um yeah but respawn's still hiring so there's we don't have we don't have a good look at kind of like what their intentions are with the Star Wars franchise what i would love to see though is like a sizzle reel or something some mention that they have even if they say yo in the next five years, we're going to release two games. Good. We we understand. We have expectations. Maybe something changes, but mm-hmm. who knows, man? Yeah, I mean, I think um, my expectation is that we'll see them. We'll see them first at Star Wars Celebration in late May next year, and that will give us a reveal trailer for Jedi Fallen Order two, and um, and also just. Yeah, like a, a sizzle reel or just talking about other plans beyond that. Um, and then, um, yeah, EA Play Live, we might get a further sizzle of some kind. We'll probably get gameplay of Fallen Order 2 at that point as well. So 
Um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. I think just in term in general stuff, like I think we'll see a fair bit from EA next year, and then just on top of that, we should have a great time with gaming. I mean, Star Wars Hunters at the moment they are still very actively hiring for that project, so it's not mm-hmm. cancelled. Um, this is it good. Could very well, it could very well be delayed, but so you know, it's it's certainly not cancelled. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it, it won't be. I'm, I'm confident that it won't be because of how big it is for Zynga. Yeah, um, and it's Zynga, not EA. Like, yeah, exactly. A lot of every- people still get confused by that. Actually, is that like that? Like, they're aware that Zynga are making, uh, you know, are like publishing it, but they still think EA is somehow involved, which they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I Which is a good it, thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's just worth clarifying that because mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're just not involved and a lot of people do keep getting confused by that. But, um, you know, whether that's delayed from this year to early next year or at all, like we'll see something from them, no doubt. Like if the game is out at that point, maybe Boss Alien and Zynga will be at Celebration next year to talk about some new content or something. Yeah. We could maybe have something, a, a little something from Ubisoft. Nothing massive, but maybe a little tease of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'm not, I'm certainly not going to go and expecting that. But And then, you know, there's just other games that are yet to be announced. Honestly, we could just hear stuff there. So we'll see. I think, like I said to you before we started recording, next year I think is going to be big for news, but not yeah. games as such. Like, we'll get at least one game next year for sure. Um but it's just mostly going to be news about like upcoming releases yeah. or updates and things like that. But then 2023 onwards, I think that's when we'll start seeing more regular releases come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you too. I don't know if we'll get something in terms of a game that can be played unless... Like if we get Hunters this year, I don't expect we'll see a, a Star Wars game next year. But I could see... Hunters getting delayed until next year, as maybe they ran into an issue with crossplay or putting out the co- putting it out on a, an actual console in terms of the the Switch. Uh, they're they're going to be dealing with different approvals than they normally have in that regard. Um, they're they're doing a lot of new things, and I think they're they still are, figuring yeah. out. Like we still don't know what kind of game exactly it's going to be in terms of specifics. Uh, but I think next year we're going to get a lot more news on what's going on with the Star Wars license in terms of gaming. We're going to get a lot more TV shows. Obviously, that's that's a thing that we're yeah. going to get more of. Um, so it's a bright future. It's just we're in the dark times right now. We are, yeah. We're, we're in the dark times, but there is a rising sun coming up. So um, Yeah, we can see the light. <laughs> it's far uh, away, but we can see it. <laughs> we can. Battlefront 2 mod fans will appreciate what I just said as well. <laughs> uh, dark times, right? The Dark Times Rising Sun mod is very good. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, that was a, re- a reference to that. But but this is a thing. I I like to pride myself on my optimism. Honestly, sometimes it might be too optimistic. You are for ridiculously other to optimistic, man. But, it's appreciated yeah. and also infuriating sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I I do like my optimism and it it does keep me motivated as well like yeah we're in a really crappy time but i like looking ahead to the future and and thinking that there is a future there because i do genuinely believe that there is so um i want to yeah i just really want to try and ride that wave be a bit of a well 
hopefully positive voice with the optimism, but hopefully not too annoying with with that as well. But um, yeah, should be. It's rough at the moment, and it has been a very. It's been a rough time since Battlefront Two ended. Um, Squadrons last year was was really awesome, but that was obviously short lived. So mm-hmm. um, sadly, I mean, yeah, like I I've still played it fairly regularly over the last few weeks to complete my daily challenges for the Operation Challenge. Mm. Um, and you know, it's such an amazing game, and I love it. But obviously, its content life cycle was so short lived, which was you know expected because obviously that's what we were told but um but yeah it was it was a small but fun experience that i just you know i do wish we got more of um Mm -hmm. but yeah like i said it's been it's been rough the last year and a half or so but things will pick up they will they'll they'll get into a good position for us yeah there's stuff to look forward to Mm-hmm. It's just it's far away. It's far away. <laughs> but stay tuned to the channel. We'll be breaking down some of the past games, like we did in this episode, talking about the Lord of the uh, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Lego Star Wars games. Uh, in the, in the future, we'll have uh, Andrew Bombastic and possibly Eckhart's Ladder on to talk about uh, Star Wars Racer. So stay tuned for that. Make yes. sure if you're not following the feed that you do so. Um, that way it gets, it's automatically downloaded to hundred percent free. And, uh, if you do so, we would love to hear your support on uh, a review or uh, on Twitter or on, uh, on email battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com or contact at uplinkpodcast.com. Uh, either way, we would love to hear your feedback or if you have topics or people that you'd love to see on the podcast, definitely come let us know and be sure to check out, uh, Mark's channel, split screen, star Wars. And uh, all the content that he's got going on over there. He's been doing a bunch of shorts recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. How's, how's shorts been for you? They've they've been awesome, actually. Like, um, you know, I'm a very gaming-focused creator, but I've, I'm doing a series of shorts, which is like style, you know, I've titled them Star Wars Q&A shorts. So, you know, basically people will ask me a, a question related to Star Wars, and then I'll answer that through a short, which I think is... A really, I think it's a really fun um, piece of content to make because it allows me to focus on just the broader range that Star Wars has. Mm-hmm. Um, my short from yesterday um, got into the algorithm and blew up to 1.6k views within um, 24. I mean, it's been less than 24 hours and it's now 1.6k uh, 6K views, which is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know with the rough times uh, we've had statistically the channel's not been doing well so it's really nice to see it bump back up again mm-hmm. um but yeah it really allows me just to focus on um the broader topics of star wars without having to put in a huge amount of effort for it whilst also getting my community engaged with that and um you know i think you know people people like to see themselves in a video um, I had one guy comment saying, oh my God, I'm famous, which obviously isn't the case, but you know, people like to see themselves up there as well. And I just think having mm-hmm. that um, interaction with the community is really fun. So yeah, I'd, I'd honestly recommend shorts to any aspiring creator. Yeah. Honestly, I, I really can't recommend them enough. I was um, reading this article that said, if you are on YouTube and you're not using shorts, then you are doing, doing wrong. YouTube wrong. Uh, it's yeah. such a, a huge part. As it really is. A little inside baseball talk here. But uh, shorts, TikTok videos, like they're all such an important tool in a creator's mm-hmm. tool belt. 
and it's good to be like people's attention spans getting shorter and shorter. Uh, the algorithms are showing shorter and shorter content. So it's, it's a big part of it. And, uh, it is, yeah, it's, it's huge, but short. It is, it is massive. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a huge, as a creator, it's a huge payoff for as little work really. Cause I mean, a Q and a Q&A short, like it, it has to be less than 60 seconds. So it's literally 15 minutes of works max for such a huge reward. I mean, in terms of a monetization standpoint, they earn like no money whatsoever, but obviously that's not necessarily going to be something you're focusing on. Just everything else though, it, it smashes. So mm-hmm. yeah. Engagement yeah. views, uh, new subscribers, they all come from mm-hmm. shorts. Subscribers actually is a really big thing as well. Like if you, because the shorts algorithm like will guarantee, I mean, sometimes they won't get into the algorithm for a while. And when they do, they may get like a few hundred views instead of like a few thousand, but Mm -hmm. um, they'll always show them to a lot of very new people to your channel. So there will be times where you upload a short and you'll suddenly get five new subscribers. Um, Whereas a video, you know, you might lose one or you might only gain one or two. Um, yeah shorts for growing a channel shorts is really good really mm-hmm. really good the first short i put out got 900 views <laughs> in one day yeah it's, it's crazy <laughs> i mean some people have like i've seen there's a star wars channel who he created his channel only six months ago he posted about three normal length videos and then since then has just been posting shorts and he's now on like 50k subs it's how it works in man six months yeah it's, it's wild <laughs> yeah so basically any aspiring creator get on shorts get short man do it (laughs) do it (laughs) anyway thank you so much for hopping on the podcast and thank you all so much for listening of course of course it's been a while it has uh also if you're listening to the battlefield show definitely stay tuned because i haven't even talked to mark about this but we may be having him on the podcast at some point oh hello <laughs> so a little tease in, uh, if you're listening to that show which you definitely should because Battlefield's awesome and the show's it awesome is. it's always a fun time Big. good stuff love it 